Jocena Miles signed ASL for Lift Every Voice and Sing, but she also signed the lyrics for Rihanna's entire halftime show and was the first deaf woman to perform at a Super Bowl halftime show in history. This was just another win in particular for people who have some form of disability, just to remind you that they are there. They have the same wants, needs, and desires as all of us do. And they're just like us. They just have a point of difference. Welcome to Inclusion and Marketing, a show that's all about helping you develop the skills and insights you need to win the attention, adoration, and loyalty of more consumers, especially those with differences that are often ignored by brands. I'm your host, Sonia Thompson, an inclusive brand coach, strategist, and someone with a lot of differences. Let's get to it. Okay, I've got another podcast recommendation for you. It's Latinx in Power, hosted by Thaisa Fernandez. It's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. This podcast features interviews with top-level executives, entrepreneurs, and innovators from Latin America, aiming to demystify the tech industry by providing listeners with insider perspectives and insight from Latin American leaders who have succeeded in their fields. I like listening to this podcast because I like hearing from a broad diversity of voices and hearing from and learning from their experiences. One episode I'm super excited to dive into is the latest one, Lead Generation Journey with Glenville Dixon Jr. Listen to Latinx Empower wherever you get your podcasts. Over the past few years, more brands have started to lean harder into more inclusive marketing campaigns. As we look at Super Bowl campaigns for 2021 and 2022, inclusion took a more prominent role. That wasn't the case for Super Bowl 57, the one that just happened on Sunday. The celebrity-filled ads seem to have different goals. Not sure if it's because of a looming recession, not sure... Of It's because of all the things that are just happening in the world, but inclusion didn't seem to be as prominent as it was in previous years. Even though it feels like an increasing number of brands are growing colder in their commitment to diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, in particular as we move farther away from 2020 and all that happened then, the good news is that progress is still being made by those who are committed to the effort. While inclusion didn't feel like it was actively considered in the ad campaigns for this year's Super Bowl, there were still some major wins throughout the events that are worth calling out, as well as one noteworthy ad specifically from the NFL that did hit the mark from an inclusion standpoint. So let's walk through them. First off was the team of all women aviators that did the pre-game flyover. Even though women have been flying planes for decades, The images we mostly see around pilots are of men. That's why it was super lovely to not just see a token woman in the crew of aviators doing the pregame flyover for the game, but an entire crew of women. Now, the NFL noted that this was part of a celebration of 50 years of women in the U.S. Navy. 50 years, five decades of women, particularly in the U.S., flying planes. It's kind of a shame that it took this long for us to have a full team of the flyover, but we're going to praise the progress here. 
Now, as more brands work to infuse more representation into the visual imagery that they put forth, it's important to not just stop at adding one or two faces of people from underrepresented communities. Take the opportunity to change the narrative with the message that your visual imagery is putting forth. Remember, changing the narrative was one of those consumer expectations that I mentioned was as part of 2023 in terms of things that consumers want to see from brands who are engaging in inclusive marketing. If you want more about those expectations and changing the narrative, head on over to episode 35. I'll link to it in the show notes. But take the opportunity to change the narrative with the message your visual imagery is putting forth. Present alternate ways of being, thriving, and operating that enable more people to see themselves or who they aspire to be represented not just as supporting characters, but as lead characters as well. So definitely with seeing an all-women crew of aviators, that's definitely some lead character action going on here that definitely shocks people out of what they are accustomed to seeing whenever they think of pilots. Now, second win for inclusion was really just the talk of um, the event and overshadowed a lot of things. And that's Rihanna performing while being visibly pregnant. Now, shortly after her official performance, Rihanna's representative confirmed what millions of people who were watching were speculating about. Interestingly enough, I think there were like tens of millions of people who Googled during the game or during the halftime show, is Rihanna pregnant? (laughs) Now, Rihanna's rep did confirm that she is pregnant with her second child, making her the first person to headline a Super Bowl halftime show while pregnant. A pregnancy is physically demanding on the body. Now, there's plenty of been plenty of commentary with people talking about what they thought of Rihanna's performance There are plenty of people who loved it. There's a good contingent of people who were like, they thought it was boring or they were speculating they wanted to see more. But really the the conversation here is around pregnancy is physically demanding on the body. One study found that being pregnant is like running a 40-week marathon, noting pregnant people reach the same peak levels as ultra-endurance athletes. Herman Ponser, who was a co-author of the 2019 study that talked about pregnancy being the equivalent of being an endurance athlete, noted that pregnancy is the most energetically expensive activity the human body can maintain for nine months. When I say endurance athletes, I'm talking about like people who are doing Ironmans or Ironwomans, um, people who are running marathons, I forgot the name of it, who are running a marathon every week, the equivalent of that, people who are doing the Tour de France. These are like super, super, super elite athletes. And they did it in a scientific way to prove that women being pregnant is the same in terms of the bodily output. So anyway, the Herman Ponser, the co-author of this study, noted that pregnancy is the most energetically expensive activity the human body can maintain for nine months. The significance and representation for Rihanna's performance while pregnant for people who are pregnant, who have been pregnant or desire to be pregnant was glaring. Another barrier broken to signify that pregnant people belong in professional settings and they don't need to put their careers or opportunities on hold if they don't want to. They can safely perform at the highest levels and on the biggest stages while also nurturing life inside of them if they so choose. The beauty of Rihanna's performance was that it didn't try to ignore or hide the fact that she was pregnant. It was designed in a way to enable her to thrive, 
given her current state, even if that was different from what viewers are long accustomed to seeing. Thus, while breaking barriers, the performance also charted a new path for what success can look like. Now, as you're working to build more inclusive campaigns and engage more consumers, particularly those from underrepresented and underserved communities, you're going to have to get comfortable with charting new paths, with changing the narrative, with you know not going with what has already existed and making tweaks here and there. Embrace the idea and get comfortable with the fact of experimenting with new things and really just creating your own mold of what good looks like, of what excellence is, and what it really means to belong, what it really means to serve, and what it really means to see other communities and present them in ways and to make them feel like what you're doing, what you're offering, the dream and the transformation that you are touting is possible and achievable for them as well. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. Like trying to remember the name of that guy you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron or could it be Don or John or Sean? Yeah, that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution part, at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that handles frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps reps anticipate customer needs. In a full 360 view of every customer, so your go-to-market team can keep a pulse on accounts before trying to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. And you know what that means. Better service and happier customers at every stage of the journey. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. A third thing that was a standout in the world of inclusion at Sunday's Super Bowl game were the deaf performers in the pregame and at halftime. Now, songs performed during the pregame show of the Super Bowl included Lift Every Voice and Sing, which is known as the Black National Anthem in the U.S., America the Beautiful, and of course, the National Anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. Each of these songs featured noteworthy singers accompanied by Colin Denny, Troy Kotzer, and Justina Miles, who signed the lyrics of the songs in the background behind the singers. Now, traditionally, when sign language is used in these settings, it's the American Sign Language, or ASL. Now, as Colin Denny signed Babyface's rendition of America the Beautiful, he used both ASL and North American Indian Sign Language. Colin Denny noted that his presence during the performance would not only help others like him feel represented and less alone, but bring awareness to the existence of North American Indian Sign Language. As he was talking about the performance in the days leading up to it, he specifically said, a lot of people aren't aware of the language and that it has always been here, even if we don't see it. That's something I feel needs national recognition and revitalization for the community. Now, Justina Miles signed ASL for Lift Every Voice and Sing, but she also signed the lyrics for Rihanna's entire halftime show and was the first deaf woman to perform at a Super Bowl halftime show in history. Her lively performance has gone viral, and as many people have raved about her on social media since, I I will drop a link 
to some clips of her during her performance at halftime, just so you can see the gist of it. She was fantastic. She was stellar. This was just another win in particular for people who have some form of disability, just to remind you that they are there. They have the same wants, needs, and desires as all of us do. And they're just like us. They just have a point of difference. So as we're thinking about representation, sometimes I think it just often gets limited to certain dimensions of diversity. And this was just a wonderful reminder that we all, no matter what differences we have, crave feeling represented and feeling like we're not alone and we need to see ourselves or who we're aspired to be represented, um, in particular on these big type of stages as well. So it was just a reminder to remember this particular community as well. Now, as I mentioned before, there was one ad that stood out as a bright spot from an inclusion standpoint during all those Super Bowl ads. And this one came from the NFL and it featured women a new sort of role that we aren't necessarily accustomed to seeing, and it featured Spanish language. Now, it was the NFL's Run With It ad featuring flag football star Diana Flores. And as I mentioned, it was just a win for inclusion for a variety of reasons. First up, and perhaps the most obvious, was it centered a woman in historically male-dominated sport. Flores, a flag football quarterback, led her Mexico national women's team to a gold medal in the sport, at the 2022 World Games. Now, the spot also very naturally incorporated Spanish language into it during a brief part of it in which Diana is engaging with her mother who is trying to take her flags. Now, the U.S. is home to the second largest population of Spanish speakers in the world, in case you didn't know, second only to Mexico. Reports show that 13% of the population speaks Spanish at home, And data shows that by the year 2050, one in three people in the U.S. will speak Spanish. Now, with the rise of Spanish speakers in the U.S., more brands are working to engage those consumers by incorporating Spanish language into their promotions, into their products. But at times, that has often come off as a bit cumbersome, especially when brands work to incorporate both English and Spanish language in the same campaign. Now, the NFL, however, did it flawlessly. Part of the reasoning is since Diana is Mexican, it made perfect sense as a part of her storyline to include Spanish. That's a tip for you as you're working to include Spanish language into your promotions. Feature talent where there's a depth of a backstory as to allow infusion of cultural elements to feel authentic rather than just a marketing tactic. When it feels like it's just a marketing tactic, people just feel like you're trying to get their money. Um, They feel like they're just, you're trying to pander to them to get sales and it just generally doesn't feel good. So take these lessons from these bright spots from the Super Bowl and apply them to what you're doing on a day-to-day basis as you work to build an inclusive brand. That's it for this week's episode. If you'd like the show, I would so appreciate it if you would leave a rating and a review for it in your podcast player of choice. It really does help more people discover the show. I'd also very much want to know what you thought of the Super Bowl commercials, of what you thought of the Super Bowl overall, and the role that inclusion did or did not play as it relates to them. Uh, send me a note, send me a message or a DM on Instagram. I would love to hear what you'd have to say and to continue the conversation. All right, until next time, remember, everyone deserves to have a place where they belong. 
Let's use our individual and collective power to ensure more people feel like they do. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon.